Welcome to the Nexia Melbourne podcast, designed to help accountants grow their practices. This podcast interviews the knowledge base in the Nexia accounting firm to provide you with insights and examples of how to better advise your clients, helping you retain your bigger clients and grow your practice. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Nexia podcast, helping our clients to grow their businesses. And today I have Scott Henderson, one of the partners here at Nexia Melbourne. And I'd like to talk to him about how to grow your business today because it's the start of the new year, 2022. And I'm sure many businesses out there are curious about what the future holds for them. And I think Scott's got some great knowledge to share. So welcome, Scott. Thanks, Andrew. So um, we were talking just uh, before about your role here and how long you've been here and your team and so forth. So for those who don't know, you can just give us a bit of an introduction, what you do, what your role is, and a little bit about the practice. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm a business services uh, accountant at, at Nexia Melbourne. Um, it's quite surprisingly now I've been here, yeah, 16 years, so uh, <laughs> time's certainly ticking. Um, um, so I'm 43 years old, about to go 44. You in, do look in young, March, though, right? You're in shape. Right? But it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to keep off those COVID kilos, yeah, so I'm doing, doing okay at the moment. But yeah, um, As much as you can in these As times. much as you can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but hopefully we can get back to some, some normality soon. Um, yeah, so I've so been, been in the industry for 22, 23-odd years now, and um, that may surprise a few. Mm. Um, so I started way back when I was uh, 20 years old. Um, halfway through my, my university degree and uh, took the plunge and um, yeah, haven't sort of looked back since uh, really and yeah, 22 years has gone by in the blink of an eye. Yeah, so, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah. And so yeah. You, you look after, uh, you're in a particular division here which is not compliance related and it's not ordered. So just describe a bit about what you do with your team. Then. Yeah, sure. Um, so we're in the business services area. Um, so the, there, is a, there is a compliance element to the business services. So it's a, your, your normal S, SME um, you know, client base that'll come in with their um, you know, set of financials that need to be done or their tax returns and, and that sort of work. But there's also spin-offs from that, that work, from the, you know, your core compliance to your, your business advisory. So mm. um, yeah, that's, the, that's the area that I like to specialise in and, and um, you know, have a, a greater relationship with those clients that I deal with in that space. Mm. Um, so it's more you know, your management reporting, your, your, your quarterly reporting, um, looking at some analysis within the business, cash flowing, um, you know, forecasting, budgeting, that sort of work. Mm. Um, and you were mentioning before that you you know you, you work with business owners really to, to achieve their goals. That's sort of the, the purpose, and obviously you're doing their compliance and all their financials in order to achieve that. Yep. Um, now I've interviewed a few of the other uh, partners here, so you work with a couple of those. Yep. So the business services area, um, we've got three main partners uh, there. Uh, there are a couple of other partners um, that probably you know, have, have a, a spanning in a couple of different divisions. Um, so that you know, there are point two or a point three here and there, but the, mm. the core business services partners is myself, Jim Levantakis, and Daniel Clements. Mm. Yeah, and Tino sort of does a, a little bit of slightly different work in sort of more entrepreneurial work. Yeah, high, high net worth individuals mm. um, and heavily involved in the SMSF superannuation space. So yeah. Yep. yeah, And in the team, how many? Is yeah, so we've got um, the three or well, the three and a half partners in that division, and we're probably looking after twenty five to thirty staff members. Okay, so quite a few. Yeah, yeah, with our, you know with our support staff as well there. So you'd probably call it thirty five odd mm. uh, now, which is which is great. Uh, it's it's a growing division, which is really good. Um, and and our, our biggest challenge is obviously keeping the uh, the team. 
you know, interested in the work, the quality of the work, mm. and uh, getting them involved with our clients as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's challenging. We were just talking about, you know, we're in the office today and not many people in the office at this stage. So it's, yeah. uh, it's one of yeah. those things, isn't it? So people work remotely, you've got to keep that cohesiveness and uh, yeah. So it's a challenge. It's, it's been a challenge for you know, the good part of two years now. Yeah, we've had a couple of hits and misses where we've come back for a certain period of time and um, lo and behold, we're, we're back to wearing masks again internally mm. and just changes the dynamics of the workplace yet again. But we've, we've gotten through it, which has been really good, not without its challenges. And um, As all your customers are facing. Yeah, tomorrow, exactly. Right? And everyone's yeah. in the same boat, yeah. Um, yeah, hearing many stories from you know, different clientele. And some, some have gotten through this whole period unscathed quite well. Mm. Some, have, some have grown their business, which is great. Mm. Some have struggled, some have survived. And one of the great things uh, from, from my client base is I haven't lost a client over that two-year period yeah, during COVID, great. so yeah. r- really pleasing. Survive, which they, is they've survived, yeah which, yeah, is, which is great. And that's the thing during these sort of crisis times, you know, you know, some thrive because they're in the, those particular needed industries, but if you can just hang on, you know, it's like until better times come, um, you know, and that, I'm sure there's things you can do to help them with that. Yeah, and that all depends on the industry that they're in as well, so mm. there's maybe a little bit of a luck there in fortune, so yep. yeah. And so you're, you've, you've got an expanding industry, for, so just in case students are listening, so is there recruitment going on, you're looking for more people? Yeah, certainly, certainly always looking for somebody to, to join the team or, or a few to join the team, um, doesn't matter at, at what level either, so one thing that we've tried to do here is to keep our options open across the board. If we were fully at full capacity or utilization at the moment always on the lookout for somebody to take up that next role it's difficult at the moment but um, always looking to give somebody that that next opportunity like I was given you know, 22 years ago as a young uh, yeah. uni student so that's something we've prided ourselves on we we do take on uh, co-op students um, mm. from university so we're very actively engaged in that we've had a lot of success in the last four or five years so mm. Quite a few of our young up-and-comers have come through that co-op system, um, and they're sitting out there today as senior senior advisors, which is which is a credit to them, um, mm. our firm, and um, just the, the joint partnership that we've that we've done with the unis over that that period of time. Yeah, I've noticed that is the the benefit of coming into a you know an advisory firm where you can grow and work on lots of different customers, lots of different situations, get a tremendous amount of learning from that, rather than say going into industry, for instance. Yep. Um, where you know you'll have one set of financials and you're doing one you know sort of repetitive, I guess, in some ways. And then there's the opportunity if you do stay for a long period of time, which is the trend in in accounting practices, of, you know, particularly the tenure here is is very long is that you've got opportunities for things like partnerships in the future. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I use my own experiences over that 22-year-old that um, journey, um, in particular with the younger staff members. Um, it, it's a bit hard because I always try and start off with it. This is not about me or my my role, but yeah. um, just to give you a bit of a, a, an insight as to you know, where you can go given the opportunities. And um, we, we make that abundantly clear with the younger staff that you know, the opportunities are in front of them because um, mm. what we tend to find is Everybody wants to run before they can walk. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just nature. It's, it's nature, but it's it's become a lot more apparent over the last you know five to ten years. But yeah. um, as long as they're there, um, you know, giving giving that opportunity a hundred percent crack, um, there's no re- no reason why they can't be held back. Mm. Um, yeah, the biggest the biggest issue we have at the moment is um, the client contact and, and you know, yeah. the younger staff wanting to get out in, in front of the clients and mm. uh, you know, some of this is you know, COVID related so they've lost a little bit of that over the last two year period but yeah. um, yeah, we try our, our, our hardest to, to get our younger staff in particular in front of clients mm. back to the old school of on the phone actually talking to the client yeah. 
instead of hiding behind the, email the, the emails, yeah. Yeah, which so is, easy to do, right? is very easy to do and very easy to slip back into those habits. Mm. But you know, giving our, our younger people and all our people an opportunity um, is important. Yeah, no, it's good. And I've seen, seen the firm grow with, with that strategy. And going back to the very start, you, you mentioned you were still at university and you got an opportunity to work at Cadell's, which is a, uh, a small firm in, in Melbourne. So tell us about how that came about. Was that a grad program where you just met somebody? or how did, how did I was actually my, uh, my parents... Um, Accountant, to be honest. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So, oh, um, sort of, I had I'd had a little bit of. Did your um, family have a business or? Yeah, they, they, they were just a um, just a removalist um, sort of small company. Small business owner. Yeah, small business owner. So, yep. Yeah, um, I was helping helping dad do that for many years. Oh, so that's probably that's the working sort of story started from about fourteen, really. That's but, where the um, build comes <laughs> from, right? That's where they help. Oh, thanks. Helps, um, with, helps with the footy. I'm yeah, helps with the footy and the cricket and the sport. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so really where it started from was my work experience days back in, in year nine and, and dad sat me down and I was always good with maths and he said, um, all right, he goes, what I'd like you to do is a week in a ammunition factory. <laughs> God, and we have them, yeah, we? in all the back in the day, um, yeah. with all the uh, the lead and grease and oil and stuff, and yeah. then a week in a clean cut accounting office. And yeah, uh, like, oh, I think I know let me let do. me know what you let me know what you want to do after that. And um, <laughs> yeah, I was lucky enough to get an opportunity. Um, it was only a two day a week role initially, just to mm. come in and learn. And yeah. I think this is where some of the skills are lost at the moment with some of the younger ones. Um, so actually, as as a bookkeeping um, role, yeah. Um, yeah MYOB had just come out at that time and it was just mm. prior to the, the um, you know, GST coming on board but actually learning the basics of those accounting software packages mm. um, and then yeah probably after six months there there was a, an opportunity that came up and um, I was given a full-time role if I wanted it but the, the biggest issue there was um, obviously balancing my sport and um, full-time uni at the time and I, I say full-time uni and it was only I think 16 hours or, or something like that back then yeah, jumped on board and did my did my last year of uni at, at night part time and um, knocked that off and I'll, I like to think got myself a head start in my career yeah. uh, by by doing that so yeah and, and being in a smaller firm we're saying that you know you do get a because you work on a range of things you know you get to do more breadth of things um, it's a good foundation right oh, 100% yeah. um, I, I use that experience still to the, to, still to today mm. um, I can't thank that partner more than enough that um, you know, took me under his wing those mm. you know, twenty odd years ago. Um, just the one on one, so you don't get that sometimes in a in a larger organisation where you can become a number and you, you're a little bit lost. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're you're forced to because of the pure you know, demographic of the size of the team, mm. um, I think you're on a steep learning curve. Yeah. Um, yeah, from from the onset. But, but you, your structure sort of provides that because you know you've got a, a certain amount of direct reports, even though you've got a big team. And so you do still get the, the one-on-one with, with new students. And, and it's like a small business within a big business. It's sort of got the best of both worlds. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, when we were in the office, um, and still, still to a degree now, um, remotely, um, yeah, having a direct contact with even you know, the lower likes of the, you know, some of the graduates coming mm. through the, the system, I, I think they get a buzz out of that. It can be intimidating, I guess, sometimes when they, you know, they get called in. Um, mm. yeah, so what does he want now? And uh, yeah, 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 am, I, am, I, am I in trouble? But it's more about that, that learning opportunity yeah, and just sitting down with them instead of, you know, it's, it's very easy to write on a piece of paper fix this, do that, get that out the door. Mm. But I think they appreciate it more. Yeah, you're investing today uh, for tomorrow, of course, and um, 
know, just sitting through that with the younger staff members, um, you know, intermediate seniors, all, all the way through. But in particular, I think the junior staff members really appreciate the the one on one time that they get with mm. the partners, which you know, they don't usually get that in other firms. Yeah, um, no, it's good. And then, so you, you left there, you were there four years, which is quite a long time as your, as your first position, and then you went off to Hall Chadwick's for a couple more years, so that got into a bigger organisation. What was the transition there like? Um, yeah, it was interesting. I still remember um, probably the day or two before I started there, it was, it was just a fear, I guess, and, or a doubt of, oh, okay, I've gone from you know, a smaller firm to a you know, firm that was probably six or seven partners at the time and mm. you know going from four staff to you know 60 staff it's like well this is a big step yeah and you start having doubts as to you know oh, am i good enough yeah. have i done the right thing it, or yeah. you know, is this is this for me and um yeah that, that transition was pretty easy after a couple of days and um yeah it just became another another accounting role i, I guess mm. and, and you just get used to the new environment after exactly that, yeah. exactly and, and then you you then went to from there to, to next year yep uh how did that happen did someone poach you did you know somebody did i actually knew somebody yeah um so the person who brought me across was originally was working at hall chat oh, as okay. well and yeah they and that, they'd been here for probably six or eight months before that and um we were just talking, and he said, um, oh, if there was an opportunity, would you have an interview? And I said, yeah, why not? Um, yeah. Always you know, willing to have a, have, a, have a chat to somebody. And came in, had the interview, and... What, what did you like about it? What, what, did, what was, did you think the opportunity was for you? I was just, it was just not uh, an opportunity to take that next step where I was. It was a bigger firm, is it? Uh, yeah, it was a little bit bigger, but um, sort of I'd, I'd sort of reached a position at Hall Chat where I thought, I, I'm ready to take the next step. Okay. But there was... I think it was 26 at the time, there was younger managers in front of me. So I was an assistant manager there mm. and there were younger managers that were you know, 30 or 32 years old mm. um, that were in, in front of me in those in those positions and I'm thinking, mm, they don't look like they're going anywhere soon. They're yeah. pretty comfortable in their ways. Um, I either sit here for three or four years and hope something happens mm. or I take that... They're quite ambitious. Take that, yeah, take that step to another firm, mm. show my worth, and hopefully I can progress up the ladder, which I, I, yeah, I yeah. did do, yeah, 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 which was really now, good. So you've been here quite a while, so 16 uh, odd years, and so how long have you been a partner for? Because I don't actually know. Partner that. at 32. Wow. So yeah, I think it's 10 or 11 years now. Jeez. So um, it's got on there. 11 years, I think, in April. So uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty happy with that achievement. Which uh, basically shows that if you if you get in, you know, as a grad and you work hard, I mean, that's pretty quick ascension. Oh, I think that's the key to it, Andrew. It's, it's the one. It's the opportunity, and two, it's it's just knuckle down and work. Yeah, hard you got you got to do the work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen. I think that's the main thing. Just just listen. Take on the advice that you're given from your your mentors and your and your and your, your senior or your seniority around the, around the organisation, mm. and um, be patient. I think. Um, they're the key to it. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, but it does happen. And um, as I said, uh, I, I try and relay these stories to the younger staff mm. that are you know, a little bit, a little bit uh, eager or a little bit uh, keen to progress too quickly. Yeah, that these things do happen. And look, you progress quickly, but you you still did the work. I mean, you, you yeah. started work earlier than most, so you know you had that sort of early stage. Um, and so tell me about the clients that you, like what's an ideal client, what's a typical client? You said small, medium business, what sort of size is that? You know, you said, mentioned lots of different industries you work across, which is great, because yep. your breadth of, yep. of uh, understanding of, of businesses. But you know, tell me about the typical one. 
Yeah, so you know, an ideal client for me would be to turn over from anywhere from you know two to three million bucks to to twenty million, twenty five mm. million. That's a, that's probably a sweet spot there. But yeah, having said that, I do work with clients that are you know turning over a couple of hundred million uh, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, some some of the some of the better clients actually turning under the two million dollar mark. So oh, really? yeah, oh, well, you know you know you're one or you're one point five doesn't mean that they're a, they're a bad client to have. Um, Depends on the business, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then it's it's probably the opportunity to help grow those clients. So mm. one of my, one of my clients I had probably or eight to eight to ten years ago, um, they're only turning over two three million dollars um, mm. at that stage. Very profitable, but yeah, the t- turnover was two to three million dollars. And um, yeah, th- their goal, um, yeah, with with some of the work that we'd been doing was to turn that into a you know five to seven million dollar turnover business. Mm. And um, I think last year we've just achieved fifteen million turnover. Oh, okay. So yeah, th- those sort of things can happen with you know, some smaller smaller end clients as well, so, yeah. which is really good, very rewarding. And um, yeah, you just sit back and say, well, well, I helped transition that client yeah. along, along that journey, which is which is really good. But um, yeah, look, m- manufacturing clients, building clients, um, you know, farming clients, every every sort of industry out there, mm. um, whether it's me or the the other you know, business advisory partners here, we, we we look after those industries, yeah, you know, yeah which, is, which is really good. And, and what's the like when you meet with them for the first time? You know, is is it about them? Is it about their business? What's the sort of because it seems very personal to me. It seems like you 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 know you're working with the founders, um, you know, not just working with their accounts, you know, kind of yep. thing, you, you, or yep. their finance people. So, so it seems to be very much a, um, a personal journey. You probably look after their personal finances. I'd say at the same time. Is that yeah? That's that's probably fair. I mean, if I was to be honest with you, um, you know, most of the clients, a new client that does come in, you know, they'll bring their their financials or they'll have that on a USB or something like that, and. Um, you know, with their, with their tax work, and you know, that's the core of what they want you to do. Yeah. Um, you know, moving forward, but um, the way I like to, to structure that that initial meeting is okay. The financials are the financials. I can't do anything about that right now, uh, just by having that, that chat to you. But um, I'm, I'm more more intrigued and interested in you know, where you're looking to go. Mm. Um, where, you know, where the business is at at the moment. You know, what you've had to overcome, if anything. Mm. Um, um, and, and where you want to take this business moving forward. So it's really trying to map out that, that future plan yeah. with them and then obviously being able to work with them moving forward to achieve the, their goals and their objectives moving forward. Yeah, the, the financials and the tax side of things sort of work work um, in, into those plans. They're, they're a, something that needs to be done, mm. um, but certainly um, that, that compliance side of things won't achieve those goals alone. Yeah, it's a historical document. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so it's, it's more about getting them educated about what's happening now yeah. um, and having timely timely information that they can actually you know, make decisions on now as opposed to looking mm. back three, six, 12 months. Yeah. Do you find clients come to you at a period of transition? Like, okay, we've, we've got over this hump and we've got to the next level or we've just you know, um, expanded or we, you know, because they've, they've probably, they've got an accountant before then, obviously. Yep. Yep. So they've, they've graduated from, okay, we used to be small, we've got a small local accountant, we want to have a more breadth of experience, international exposure, more, is that, is that kind of where that, why they come to you? Well, it could be uh, many reasons, really. Um, I mean, obviously, the one you highlighted there is, uh, is, is true. So, so some of them you know, may have outgrown their existing accountant. Um, so they're looking for you know, a, bit, a bigger firm, so, but mm. in particular to, to give them opportunities to expand, um, whether it's um, yeah, you know, with international 
affiliations um, mm. that we do have here. So a couple of my clients have um, expanded into Southeast Asia, you know, looking for some contacts there that, 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 we, that we do have. Mm. Um, so we're able to tap into our affiliated network through, through um, those Asian countries uh, in particular, um, you know, assist and help those clients transition into, um, yeah, uh, different different areas, I guess, of, yeah. of, of, of where they wanted to transition and move their business. But um, yeah, for reasons like that, just uh, exposure to other areas that we that we offer as a firm. So not just business services, but it might be our superannuation yeah. wealth creation team, our um, corporate advisory. So it might be a, a valuation or a due diligence for a, a potential business they're looking at selling or buying. Yeah. Um, you know, a potential merger um, or a requirement to do an external um, external audit as well on their on their um, on, on their file so depending on their size yeah and do, and do you work with other small accounts if they just want some specialist advice for those clients before those clients are ready to move uh, we do have that that skill set within the office where mm. you know there's a, a specialized or tailored um, piece of tax advice so Paul Del Bosco would look after yeah. after that, which you've, you've who you've interviewed. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's a. It, it really depends on the client journey. The clients, you know, will move when they're ready to move, and um, but I'm, I'm sure you're big enough to probably cope with some of the bigger clients out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, even definitely. though you you know your sort of sweet spot is the you call it small medium, but it's all relative, I presume. Yep. Um, but it seems like a very personal service. That's 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 what I sort of pick up. Yeah, and that's, that's what that's what I sort of have prided myself on over over the years. And it's like to, I like to be personal with my clients. Mm. Um, I think your client needs to see you. They need to be in front of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether it's it's um, you know direct contact or these days um, you know, Teams or Zoom or over the phone, um, that they need that contact and and you need to be available for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not twenty four seven, but it's. Um, yeah, we just need to respond to our, 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 our clients, our customers, mm. and um, they're just really looking for that service, um, which... Because when, when you need is when you need, right? You exactly. It's happening, you're exactly. doing a deal, or you're, you know, you're in a crisis of cash flow, or whatever it is, so, yep. yeah, interesting. So, thinking about um, sort of moving ahead, you know, it's the start of a new year here, um, you know, gone through, obviously, a couple of challenging years, and the economy's changing. Like, this is, this is a pivot point in, in the economy, so... You know, what are your clients talking about? What are the things that you're, you know, highlighting to them? You know, obviously we can't give specific advice, but as a general nature, what are the things that are occurring that you think they should be aware of? Yeah, not that it's a it's a major issue over the, you know the last couple of years, but I think it's going to become a bit of that red herring, um, in particular the next six to twelve months is um, obviously the talk of. Yeah, rising inflation. Uh, the other day, I think mm. there was a, there's a report coming out, and they're saying that we're 12 or 13 months in advance as to where we're or where the RBA expected us to be. Yeah. Um, so it's just that that fear of the unknown, I, I guess, moving forward. So, you know, businesses and the general public have had the luxury of um, you know, record interest rates being um, you know, sub two percent, high high ones at, yeah. at some point there. Um, Lowest yeah, ever, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's on the, on the residential side. And um, yeah, obviously the the, the lending um, the lending rates at a business level have been you know, substantially lower than they have in the past as well, and it's allowed businesses to um, to expand, um, you know, perhaps take on new initiatives that they may not have um, you know, with with a higher um, set of interest rate, um, and obviously the you know, the government stimulus that we've been having as well. So um, I think I think we're just in some uncharted waters moving forward as to as to how that will impact businesses and and um, in particular business confidence moving mm. forward 
but it's, it's yeah. more about the the potential um, you know, cash flow constraints that, that may happen now moving forward. Is the cash flow from you think from reduced business or, or from increase in, in cash payments out from the increase in rise? What, what I think I think it just just might tighten things up a little bit. Um, that's all. So credit uh, might tighten as well. Do you think? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Um, in particular, if we get you know a couple of rate rises mm. um, yeah, quickly, I think they're talking later this year. But uh, who, who knows what might happen? Well, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty dynamic sort of economy at this stage. Exactly. So look, it's just going back to, to managing that cash flow, and I think you know, a, a higher level of interest rate, whether it's you know, a quarter of a percent or a half a percent by the end of the year, um, it's just a, an opportunity to re-review your, your position, and um, you know, it's where, where a budget and a cash flow forecast is important, and just making sure you've covered those uh, those key areas there. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sound advice, and and that's the thing is, I suppose you know every situation is different, so they should be checking in with their accountant, I guess, to to discuss the new year and and the financials. Even though it's not a financial year, but it's a calendar year, and yeah, you know, people yeah, do definitely. refresh their plans at that stage. And, and obviously, looking at the, the terms of their loans, um, uh, uh, you yeah. know, the, the horse may have bolted there, but um, yeah, um, it's good to be aware. Their lender, of it, yeah, yeah, having a chat with their with their financiers, um, mm. just looking at the you know, getting the best rate that they can in the current environment. Yeah, there's probably a lot of moving around in that space. So um, the other thing I want to talk about was uh, a bit of football. <laughs> right, yep. <laughs> so, so you used to play a bit. I did, um, yeah, back, oh, geez, we're going back a while, but um, uh, some of the advice I would give to, I see, you know, some of the younger blokes walking around and, and uh, I shouldn't say just blokes, but um, there, <laughs> there, there doesn't seem to be many many of the women in the office playing footy. But there, yeah. I know there is now, very and uh, things are so becoming very, yeah more and more popular. But um, you know, some of the younger guys that, that still manage to play, um, yeah, in their their mid twenties, and they're arming and arming about oh, geez, I feel tired this week or a bit sore. <laughs> My advice to them is enjoy it while you got it, yeah. because uh, <laughs> in a few years' time you're going to regret it. And it's, I still do. I regret it now, but yeah. um, that I didn't keep playing even at a, even at a local level or a, yeah. a, you know a um, uh, yeah up until yeah mid mid twenties. But I miss it, but. Um, yeah, I'm sure the body's uh, uh, appreciative of the fact yeah, that exactly. you've still got your yeah. knees. Ex- exactly, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Focus on your learnings and your studies. <laughs> yeah, no, but we're going back a few years now. But, yeah. um, but everybody, yeah. I mean, it, lots of people have these dreams and, you know, and, and, uh, and opportunities, and you probably have a genuine opportunity compared to most. Um, but, you know, you've got to make these choices in life, and, and it's probably like just the same as business. You know, you, you can. A lot of businesses can go for some moonshot, but you've got to be, you've got to be sensible about these things and, and plan for the long term in a, in a sensible way. And it's paid off, you know, I mean, you know, a partner at 30, early 30s, that's that's pretty remarkable from an achievement. So. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. I, I did, yeah, have that opportunity when I was I was younger. I did, um, I was playing at the, the Western Jets, sort of one of the feeder organisations for the, or AFL now, I think it was still the AFL back, back then. Um, yeah. yeah, and um, just one of those things, you know, you, you, you sort of, playing really well at a local level or um, you know, kicking a, a handful of goals and you just think that those things are going to happen mm. and um, sort of you get thrown into the, the deep end and you, you, you're there with um, you know, the, the best other 200 odd kids mm. and uh, things don't go your way and you're juggling year 12 at the time and it's mm. like well you know, do I or don't I and the chances of getting drafted were in my opinion you know, a, bit, a bit slim so Rightly or wrongly, I uh, yeah, went down the accounting route, and at least I'm still 
doing that now stuff. as opposed to <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> as opposed to footy but who, who knows it might have been retired by now but um yeah, yeah. well yeah. you would no I mean retired retired so yeah I could have been one of those great stars I, but um, I don't know many footballers yeah. who have done well with their money yeah. they need an accountant so. they need an accountant yeah, yeah exactly for sure. <laughs> my, my son is interested in uh, you know he's, he's six foot you know 15 year old and he's keen to keen to play AFL and I just give him a reality check I'm like it's it's very if you're not the best player on your best team right now you know in the best club it's uh, it's, it's you know you, be, you better study yeah. <laughs> just and, and he's only six foot so he's a, he's a back pocket or a forward pocket these days yeah so, I know yeah, he would have been a ruckman in, in, in my day but, yeah exactly um, yeah, unreal yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very competitive environment. But, you know, I mean, you, you know, you made the right choice. You, you, you've got a good career here. So um, we'll finish on that note, but appreciate the time, Scott. So next time we come in um, and talk to you, what I'd like to do is really delve into some of those client sort of situations in a bit more detail because other people listening often can relate to those stories. Um, you know, different goals of businesses. You know, you might want to grow your revenue, you might want to grow profit, you might want to, you know, create efficiency, you might want to you know, minimise tax or go into... Like, they're all different business challenges and you give advice on that. So maybe we could delve into some of those cases. Yeah, sure, not a problem. about that because yeah. people find that handy. That'd be great. So appreciate your time. Good luck with the uh, teaching your son to play footy because that's, you know, always the, the dream. You, you pass it on to the next generation. <laughs> Get there. Uh, no worries. So thanks, Andrew. Thanks for listening to the Next in Melbourne podcast podcast designed to help grow your accounting practice. The content of this podcast is for general information only and not to be used for specific advice purposes or for formulating decisions. Next in Melbourne PTY Limited, its directors and its employees excludes all liability relating or to relying on the information and ideas contained within. Next in Melbourne, ABN 46109590169 is an independent firm of chartered accounts with limited liability by a scheme approved under professional standards legislation. It is affiliated with but independent from NextYear Australia PTY LTD. NextYear Australia PTY LTD is a member of NextYear International, a leading global network of independent accounting and consulting firms. To gain specific advice from our firm, please contact us at info at nextyearmelbourne.com.au.